Welcome to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am an educator, speaker, mentor, and author. I believe in the importance of helping children reach their potential so they will become well-rounded, intelligent citizens with positive influence and impact in society. Join me to hear from experts who can help give parents access to the best skills, strategies, tools, and resources to help their children be successful and ultimately excel in the world. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on my uh, Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I have a terrific guest for you today. Her name is Teresa Wright Johnson, and she is the CEO of T-W-J-M-E. Welcome, Teresa. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing great. I wanted to let you uh, start by uh, telling us a little bit about your journey and how you started and where you've come to what you're doing today to help parents. I I guess my journey just started being a mom. And then (laughs) as a mom, you kind of start wanting to know how to do things that you might not know about. Um, So one, you know, you don't come with a man, nothing comes with a manual. Um, And then I had a child with special needs. Uh, My first child was born with special needs. So I wanted to get some training on special needs and special education and just resources. So I started training for that. And before I knew it, I was in all sorts of trainings and helping other families and doing all kinds of things, kid related, special needs related. So that's how I started out. Um, Okay. Did you ask me any more than that? Because I think I remember how <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. And and tell everybody what, what your company does currently. What, what do you do to help parents? So the things that I do to help parents now is I believe that we all have lived experience that we can help each other through, or you can create a business. So I used to do a lot of things um, in particular, like a lot of support groups and mommy groups when I was a stay-at-home mom to my younger children. And so as I was doing those, I was also um, going to get training and get education on how to deal with children. Um, I have a certification in early childhood and some other certifications. And what I do now is I teach people about mental health, special needs education, and also moms, just how to balance and integrate everything. As first the mom, which I call a mom, MOM, multiple operational manager, but then also as a certified specialist in mental health and parenting. Okay. And um, so how do you specifically then help mothers? Give us some ideas so our listeners will hear what, what you're doing. So I offer training, I'm training different curriculums, like I offer curriculum training through the Nurturing Parent Curriculum, which is one of the oldest, longest running certifications um, that is also court approved. And we talk about things like parent-child relationships, child development, dealing with crisis, dealing with, you know, teenagers versus children that um, are younger children. So different parts of curriculum and understanding of development of being a parent to children at different stages and ages. Um, also talk and talk about what is it like having a child with a special need? Um, maybe some of the things that you experience having a child with special needs, not just IEPs and stuff. I'm not the expert in that. I can tell you a lot about it, but more like 
What do you need? What kind of support? How do you build your support system? Where do you find your tribe? People that understand what you're going through and where can you vent, talk, chat, and learn to be the best parent to your child that has a special needs Mm -hmm. diagnosis? Or even for me, I talk about special needs too as it pertains to mental health. So as a mental health instructor, I talk about the different things such as mental health as it deals with children that might have ADHD, how does that mentally affect them in their day? And how does that affect you? And how do you advocate for that child? And how do you integrate the things in your life that you need and be the best parent to that child as well? Do you uh, like ADHD? So um, does it, is what your program does also help others in the family learn how to deal with that child, let's say? Right. So especially if they have siblings or like a parent, because a mom might be more on board with some of the coping skills. So we talk a lot about parenting and coping skills. A mom might be more on board with some of the things than a dad may be or that he understands. So you might have to bring him into the know or kind of figure out ways to help him understand that coping. Or if you have a child that is watching that other sibling and they're just like, oh, they're just being bad or they're not paying attention or whatever. You have to kind of teach them, you know, this is what's going on and that, you know, they're not bad or different, but just like we have an arm and leg, our emotions and our mental health work a certain way too. And there's the way they think, act, react and feel maybe a little bit different than yours. So yes, we do. Yeah, uh, grandparents even, right, live in the home. So, and they've Mm -hmm. probably been, they're not, maybe up to par, let's say, on certain disorders or disabilities like ADHD and having having to deal with that. Um, so what is a lived life expert? I know that's what you call yourself. So what is the, what does that do? Or what? how can you describe that to our audience? So a lived life expert is how you take your lived experience and you help other people through it. So um, I took my lived experience of having my first child that had special needs. I got training for myself and my family. And then I looked around me and there were a lot of other women and they were like, well, I have a child with this and I, you know, this happened. So I started a support group for moms and I took my lived experience as well as the information that I gained or obtained to help myself, but also my community. And that would be the same for uh, the mental health training I do. I had a child that experienced ADHD and some mental health challenges. um, And I figured out how to get that information and get that training to help myself. And before I knew it, there were trainings where I could train to help other families. But lived experience means something you take that you've been through that you can help others through. Okay. Sounds pretty. And how do you help others monetize their lived life experience? So I figure I remember being a stay at home mom and I had little kids, but I still needed money. Like I had a job at one point and I worked from home. And then as they got older, I still, I wanted to stay at home. I needed to figure out how to make money. And so I had all these people coming around asking me about helping with their children's um, different information and supports. And so I created a way to advocate and charge people. And then other people wanted to know how to do that. So I believe that we all have struggles or strengths or 
things we go through that we can become an expert in and that we can monetize. It's just like how people have hobbies. They're a crafter. They then realize, hey, I like crafting, but I also can make money through this. I like advocating. I still do it for free some, but I still want need to make money with my my skill set with my intellectual property. So the way I teach people is we talk about what are you good at? What do you consider yourself an expert on, especially if you have additional training? And how can you use it to either help other people or monetize it to turn it into a service or a business? Cool. And so do you help? I know balancing act is a big thing for uh, moms, right? Between family, they're, you know, earning money, let's say, and making sure they help children, there are children and they may have special needs. So how do you, can you give a couple tips on how uh, moms can do that? Because I know you have some children, right? You have teens? Is that right? Yes, lovely teens. Yes. (laughs) So um, the first, the first thing with balance is I always talk about the power in the word no, N-O, know to when to say no. So um, sometimes as moms, and I've been guilty of it, we say yes to so many things. They're having the big sale at school. Somebody needs somebody for the PTSA or the PTA. You know, little Johnny's mom is asking if you can take him to soccer practice when you pick up your child or whatever, all those different things. And then you still have to do dinner and you got from work. So you have to figure out and say no sometimes. And it's very easy, especially because now we have this wonderful little thing here, right? We have these and somebody will ask you a question and they say, can you do it? Just had a friend. She said, are you still planning to come tonight? And I thought my mind like, yeah, I could squeeze it in. But then I said, no, because I will be late and I won't enjoy it. I won't be able to do what I need or to commit. So the power of the word no is one. It's okay to say no. Yeah. Uh, the other thing yeah. is being guilty. Sometimes you're going to feel guilty when you say no or when you can't do something. It's okay. It's okay because we're not superwoman. And we could get ourselves to the point where we will not be the best mother, partner, friend, or whatever, worker, if we overcommitted ourselves. So the power to know it's okay to feel guilty. And then figure out what's comfortable for you, who you are as a mother. Mm-hmm. You are not Jane. You are not Teresa. You are not Sally. You are whoever you are. Mm-hmm. You are the best mm-hmm. mother that you can be. Create who you are as a mother. Don't compare yourself. So those are my tips. And the power of no, that reminds me. So, of course, parents today, I'm sure that's hard to say no to a lot of things, especially right now during the the, uh, COVID period where a lot of things are not happening. And yet children probably approach you all and say, well, I really want to go here with my friend or I really want to go over here because I'm really bored. I'm staying home all the time and I'm not doing anything. So come on, mom. How, how do you deal with that, Teresa? <laughs> so I have teenagers. So I get that all the time. I have a teenager right now um, that wants to go ice skating. And she, I told her the other day, you're not going to bully me into it. Setting boundaries. I think that one of the issues why a lot of parents are having a hard time saying no now is because they had a hard time before. Because parents need to learn to set boundaries with their children. From young, we are right? At a very young age. So I have, I have friends that I see their kids, they're all over, right? Again, that's your choice was safe for you. But if you want to say no, but you can't because you, you feel your child will be upset with you, 
That's part of being a parent. Mm -hmm. So sorry. You have to make the best decisions for them, for their safety and well-being as well as yours. So I just told her, no, no, I'm not taking you. I'm not, we're not going. And she had all her questions and whatever else. <laughs> what, what's your reason and why? Because it's outside, didn't work for me. So being okay with setting boundaries because parenting is not easy as you guys know, and you're not always going to be their favorite person. <laughs> and, and especially now just adding the extra stress <laughs> of now they want to get out because they aren't getting out as much and they're not seeing their friends. And I know like in your County, I believe you all are staying virtual, correct? How's that? Yes. How's that been? How are you dealing with that? <laughs> um, I like virtual for our County. At least my daughter is off on Wednesdays. Um, and so like today I had to remember not to wake her up because on Wednesday she gets to sleep in. So that works out. Um, but it is challenging because there have been days where I've like, no, you can't just lay in bed and do your work or whatever. Um, and, and, and then also knowing some days too, that mental health part, like knowing to walk away because it's harder for parents too. Now you can't go out as much. They can't get out as much. And some days, is it worth the battle? Like some days is it worth the battle? And that's where those coping skills come in too. Cause sometimes you might need to ignore certain things or behaviors as well. Mm -hmm. So I know you have an uh, organization called Mom Biz Boss. You want to tell us a little bit more about what Mom Biz Bosses does? So Mom Biz Boss is an organization that focuses on motherhood, parenting, and social awareness, as well as business. So it is really because regardless if you have a business or not, I feel that moms are already multiple operational managers. You're already a business owner in certain ways when you're running your household. We all know you still have to do the balance in the checkbook. You still have to do budgeting. You still have to go get inventory like that food and stuff and those supplies. Mm -hmm. You still have to do transporting and you're in management because we're managing our children, right? <laughs> so that's why we do call it mom biz boss, but we have networking events and different training and all sorts of things to support moms that are in business or interested in business as well as parenting. Because if you are a mom in business, then you're adding the additional thing of balancing in that business as well as mm -hmm. the parenting in your whole life. And then of course, mothers are the cornerstone, the backbone and everything of our communities. And we know we do a lot of the work in our social communities. And so we always wanna get back to our communities and be aware of different things that are going on versus not be aware within our social awareness part. So we focus on different social awareness um, activities, months, and all sorts of things. Okay. You want to give us an example of a, a social awareness type activity that Mom Biz Boss has been involved in? Well, last month we focused on, um, we, what did we focus on? Diabetes Awareness Month. So we focused on diabetes awareness and we have someone come and speak and talk about diabetes, how it affects us, as well as our spouses, our children in our community. And then we give a proceed of our now virtual brunch because of COVID back to the organization or organization that um, focuses on that particular topic. Um, we've also done domestic violence, breast cancer, Alzheimer's, mental health, so many more. And this is something that is um, based upon our members' interests if they want to know about something as well. So we are very member-focused on what they want to learn about business, parenting, or social awareness-wise. 
And I think you have a little discussion going on right now where people can join the group. Yes, and I'm glad you reminded me. I'm over <laughs> here doing so much. So Mom Biz Boss, we have a special right now where people can join at no cost. And they just go over to mom, M-O-M-B-I-Z-B-O-S-S.org. That's mombizboss.org. And you hit the join us button. And you can join us for free as a member just to get a feel of what we do. And maybe if you have a business or interested, you know, it's somewhere you can promote yourself, network, and learn. And we're also having a New Year's Eve party the oh, day before yeah. New Year's Eve. So we also have fun, too. It's going to be virtual. That's all right, but it'll, it'll still be fun. Right. <laughs> so let's uh, backtrack for just a minute. I know um, we've talked about in the past about mental health, especially. I, I, I want to hit upon this topic because it's becoming very um, obvious to me as I was in a, a school system where more and more children are getting depressed. They have anxiety. And I think COVID as well has probably exasperated that uh, more so. Have you seen that in the work you do and what what kind of things are you helping uh, parents out if they they are asking about that and what to do? Because I've already experienced a couple of, that, of those in Dynamis Learning Academy just this week, actually. Yes, yeah, so I've definitely experienced that with um, families that I work with in regards to uh, especially anxiety and depression and just worry and fatigue from mental fatigue um, because they're always, they don't get to physically have outlets as much, the children. And so I've been working with parents with different things. Um, one thing is really making sure that you have some activity, maybe going out walking um, for the children just so they can get out of their zone of the, just this is all they know is their room or downstairs or wherever they are, but also doing things with them and talking to them about maybe how are they feeling? We've had someone come in and talk about breathing, um, breathing exercises parents can do with their children and breathing children can do. Um, and then also giving parents resources and supports for things such as therapy and counseling, which are very overwhelmed right now. There are, there are like holds on certain things because so many people need help. And one thing that's really creative. One agency that I work with, they are. They asked me to do a workshop on etiquette for telehealth and virtual school. So just knowing etiquette for the parent and the child. So one of the therapists I was speaking to getting input um, the other day, she said, make sure to tell the parent, even if they have a small space, make sure that that stuff is put up at the end of the day. So that child doesn't, they have a separation between home and school. So I've even seen my children, one of my children, she's only in her room for the workspace during school time, but she's downstairs and everything else during the evening time because she doesn't want to be bothered with that desk. So creating spaces for your children, knowing about resources and supports, and just being a listening ear. And yeah. it's very helpful yeah. for parents. That's a great tip. And what about, uh, say a little bit more about special needs and what any situation in particular, if you have a story where you've assisted a child or a family um, that parents can, you know, connect with, let's say. Right. So special needs outside of mental health, there have been parents that I've talked to in particular 
about um, like the IEPs and 504 plans and stuff. And some of them have been told like the school system are not doing those <laughs> um, and, and all kinds of stuff. And I have to make them aware that that is not legally correct and they are doing them and giving them some supports on how to get those things set, um, set up or some parents are in need of just outlet. So I have a lot of parents that have children that are more um, physically uh, affected by special needs. And we have a support group that I do as well for parents that have children with special needs. And we've done um, drive ups because, you know, we can't eat in a restaurant. So we've actually drove up to a park. We've ordered a pizza. We're all in our cars talking, like just being an outlet to parents, finding their tribe. And they were so excited to be there. We've ordered popcorn. We've done movies together, just having a support place for them, um, for the parents, because I think a lot of times we think about the kids, but my whole goal is parents and moms, right? So my goal is to make sure the parents and the moms are where they need to be to be the best parent and mom they can be. That's awesome. And I've heard uh, that story, Teresa, about they, they, I, they'll have a psychological that they may have gotten done, a parent had done on their child back in January or February. And let's say DeKalb County, which is still closed, and, and Atlanta Public Schools, which is still closed, Parents will go, well, I, I did that, but, you know, I don't think they're, like, getting together right now. I'm like, oh, no, no, they are. It, it's by law. They have to do that. And, you know, as a former 504 chair, I was doing it immediately within, you know, the next week after we uh, all had closed down in March. I was doing it on Microsoft Teams. So, yes, parents that are listening to this, yes, you can get a 504. And, yes, I just sat in one yesterday, day before yesterday. And, uh, and you can get an IEP as well. So, you know, don't push it. Don't push the carpet way back because it needs parents and ki kids still need to get um, their services and what's owed to them. So I, I definitely encourage parents to move forward with that and contacting a counselor. I understand they're having a harder time contacting people, but sometimes you have to include the principal if you're not hearing from the right person. Um, and I, I noticed that that usually gets a little bit of more attention, quicker, let's say. <laughs> Helen, I wanted to say one other thing too. And right now, not only are they doing 504 IEPs, they also should be offering you a virtual setting one and an in-person setting one, since we don't know when and if school goes back. So they actually are doing both. You just have to know. And that's what's so frustrating for parents. Like if, if you're not in the know, how would you know? This isn't your expertise. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so happy that there are people around like yourself or I or other people that can tell parents because I wouldn't know if I didn't have my own child that about the virtual and the in-person if I wasn't sitting in one of those myself necessarily. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you do have your IEP, let's say, you need to make sure that you include accommodations as if your child is in person because you never know when they're going to go in person. So right now they may be virtual, but next semester you may decide you're going to send them in. You know, most of the counties are having parents decide every semester, let's say, or every nine weeks I'm hearing now for second semester. So definitely add in accommodations that would reflect a child being in the classroom as well, not just virtually, let's mm -hmm. say. So then you won't have to go back in and amend the 504 in two and three months from now. That's what I would suggest. So um, Teresa, tell our audience uh, how they can reach out to you um, and 
you know, email or um, I think you do a free call conversation, right? Right. You can reach out to me. I think the best way to probably reach out to me um, without going in, I would think to go over to the TWJME website. And so I'll give you that so you can hear it. It's T as in Tom, W as in Warder, J as in Johnson, M as in man, E as in Edward.com, TWJME. And you can find me on social media there as well. But we do always offer some type of free consult or just chat. I call it the getting to know you chat. What do I know that I can help you with? Or you might have something you can help me with. Just check us out there. Um, and I'd love to speak to you on any of the things we talked about, mental health, parenting, or are you a mom biz boss or wanting to be one? My whole thing is all about parents, motherhood, and all that comes with it. And I hope and wish you much success in it at this time in particular. Thank you very much, Teresa, for uh, joining us on this podcast. And parents, please do reach out to Teresa if you even have a question about any of those topics we've just discussed, because it won't hurt you to try to find out if you all are a good fit or not. And if not, I'm sure she'll be happy to refer you to, like, she has a lot of resources. I have a lot of resources. So we'll, we'll hook you up so that you can get the right answers for your children. That's the most important thing is putting them in, in a position where they're going to be successful, even in the, this world of virtual right now. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening to my Achieving Your Child's podcast, Your Child's Potential. And um, we will see you again on the next show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Whenever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to dynamuslearningacademy.com slash podcast. You may also contact me if you need tutoring assistance for your child. I may be reached at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.